Welcome to True Dominion Ministries podcast with your host today, Latanya Stevens. I am here on a very odd day, which is Wednesday, because normally we do our podcast on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. However, I lacked focus last week and did not get prepared for this week. And there's my transparency. However, I am in a way very glad that I did not because had I done that and got to Wednesday, I would have probably just thought about the podcast and say, okay, let me get ready for next Sunday. However, God gave me this word and I was going to record it and put it out for Sunday evening. And his response is no. A lot of times we get so focused when it comes to a sermon, when it comes to a word, when it comes to a message, that it's about our knowledge, our research, and our understanding. I will be coming from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. And I'm actually going to read it out of the message Bible version simply because I understand that there are people who are lost. And I also understand that there are people who don't read their Bibles or who cannot understand the King James version. And I think that you have to go into more detail and more teaching when you do read those uh, different versions. This particular passage is about giving God's people comfort, but they're also preparing for God's arrival. A year ago when I was in, no, two years ago, excuse me, when I was in Columbia, South Carolina, God had me to read the Bible, 66 books in 66 days on Facebook. And his instruction was bring the word back to me. I didn't quite understand at that time what all that meant, but I ended up you know, learning and growing into everything that he was calling me to do for that particular assignment. And what that assignment was about was put away your sermons, put away your thoughts about how you should present me, bring the word back to me. He is his word. And so today what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read the scriptures one through 12. A lot of times people don't want to do that because people get bored or they get sleepy or they just want you to just break it down for them. Well, the Bible does just that, especially the message Bible version. It does just that. It just breaks it straight down where you don't have to try to figure anything out and you don't have to, um, overthink anything. So I'm going to read this scripture and I want you to really think about who God is in your life. And I also want you to be comforted by his words. I want you to be comforted because we're in a time and in a season. Well, I think in the last two weeks, I don't even know how many deaths that I've heard of or seen on Facebook about people, husbands, you know, dying or their wives dying, waking up to dead spouses, um, dead young children getting shot and killed. And it's just been an ongoing thing in the last two, two or three weeks or so. And I want the word of God to do exactly what it was supposed to do and what it, its intent is to do is to give people hope and to also show them that they, they, that they are not alone and God is there. I know it's one thing for us to say it and it come from us as people, 
But if you hear the word of God for what it is, he will do just that. He will give you comfort and he'll give you peace about whatever's going on in your life. And it may not be a death of a family member or a death of a young child or a death of a spouse, but maybe spiritually you may be dying. Maybe spiritually your children may be dying and you just want God's word to hug you and to hold you in your time of pain. So I'm going to get right into the word and it's Isaiah chapter 40, beginning with the first verse in the message Bible. It says comfort. Oh, comfort my people says your God speak softly and tenderly to Jerusalem, but also make it very clear that she has served her sentence, that her sin is taken care of, forgiven. She's been punished enough and more than enough. And now it's over and done with. Thunder in the desert, prepare for God's arrival. Make the road straight and smooth. A highway fit for our God. Fill in the valleys, level off the hills, smooth out the ruts, clear out the rocks. Then God's bright glory will shine and everyone will see it. Yes, just as God has said. A voice says, shout. I said, what shall I shout? These people are nothing but grass. Their love fragile as wild flowers. The grass withers, the wild flowers fade. If God so much as puffs on them, Aren't these people just as much grass? True, the grass withers and the wildflowers fade, but our God's word stands firm and forever. Climb high mountain, Zion. You're the preacher of good news. Raise your voice. Make it good and loud, Jerusalem. You're the preacher of good news. Speak loud and clear. Don't be timid. Tell the cities of Judah. Look, your God. Look at him. God, the master, comes in power, ready to go into action. He is going to pay back his enemies and reward those who have loved him. Like a shepherd, he will care for his flock, gathering the lambs in his arms, hugging them as he carries them, leading the nursing ewes to good pasture. That should keep our mind on God. We are his people. We are his children. He brought us here. He called us here. This word is our good news. This word is our rules and regulations, our do's, our don'ts, what he gives us permission to do, what he doesn't give us permission to do. There's no one else that we need to go ask. There's nothing else that we need to seek out. There's nothing or anyone that will fulfill that void of whatever we have in our life that we think is missing. I'm going to also read verses 12 through the remaining of the, of the passage. And this part of the passage is mostly talking about the creator of all you can see or imagine because he is a creator. He is our creator. And a lot of times I feel like because in this world today, we are made to create things and whether it's another app or another gadget or whatever it is, we forget who the original creator is. 
And we get so caught up in ourselves and our money. And we believe that whatever it is we need, we got to go buy it. Well, there was a price paid for us. And that's what we need to remember. And whatever our gifts and our talents are, is not just for us. It's to serve someone else. It's for his glory. And so I'm going to start reading at verse 12. And it says, who has scooped up the ocean in his two hands or measured the sky between his thumb and little finger? Who has put all the earth's dirt in one of his baskets, weighed each mountain and hill? Who could ever have told God what to do or taught him his business? What expert would he have gone to for advice? What school would he attend to learn justice? What God do you suppose might have taught him what he knows? Showed him how things work. Why? The nations are but a drop in a bucket. A mere smudge on a window. Watch him sweep up the islands like so much dust off the floor. There aren't enough trees in Lebanon, nor enough animals in those vast forests to furnish adequate fuel and offerings for his worship. All the nations add up to simply nothing before him. Less than nothing is more like it, a minus. So who even comes close to being like God? To whom or what can you compare him? Some, no God idol, ridiculous. It's made in a workshop, cast in bronze, given a thin veneer of gold and draped with silver filigree. Or perhaps someone will select a fine wood, olive wood, say, but won't rot. That won't rot. Then hire a woodcarver to make a no god, giving special care to its base so it won't tip over. Have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening? Haven't you heard these stories all your life? Don't you understand the foundation of all things? God sits high above the round ball of earth. The people look like mere ants. He stretches out the skies like a canvas. Yes, like a tent canvas to live under. He ignores what all the princes say and do. The rulers of the earth count for nothing. Princes and rulers don't amount to much. Like seeds barely rooted, just sprouted. They shrivel when God blows on them. Like flecks of chafe, chafe, they're gone with the wind. So who is like me? Who holds a candle to me, says the holy? Look at the night skies. Who do you think made all this? Who marches this army of stars out each night, counts them off, calls each by name? So magnificent, so powerful, and never overlooks a single one. Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine Israel, saying, God has lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. 
Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. I pray that this word on today has lifted someone up to remind them who God is and what he has done for their lives and for this world. I pray that not only do you not reminisce about what he's done, but also what he is doing today. The fact that he is blowing his breath on us, the fact that he is opening our eyes, giving us a a chance to, to get it right on a brand new day, a day that we have never seen and that we will never see again. I just pray that we don't continue to take the word of God for granted, that we don't turn his word into our occupation of a gig, that we don't just look at his words and think, oh, it's my time. No, it's God's time. It's always his time. We're borrowing his time. And that's why we don't know the day nor the hour. So instead of me holding this word for Sunday, as I thought that I would and should, I understand the importance of releasing God's word now. I may not be here Sunday. You may not be here Sunday. So we cannot take for granted that we can continue to put his word off to the side, that we can continue to dismiss him or that we can continue to live the way that we want to live and think that he's just going to say, okay, I'm going to come get you now. You have to reach out to him. You have to talk to him. You have to ask for him to help you. You have to get on your knees. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. That is our position. That is our place. We are made to worship him. Not any idols that have been made by man's hands. Not ourselves. Not material things. We're going to make more money to do what? Buy a house that's going to outlive us? (laughs) Or shall I say outstand us? I mean... Let's get serious about where things belong. Things are just things. They'll be here after you're gone. So I just continue to pray that this word reaches someone. I don't care if it's one. I'm going to be that one that leaves the 99 and go after the one. Because I know that everyone is valuable in God's eyes. I don't speak this message to say that it's for you and not for me. I speak this message and say, this was good to me. I ate this word first because it reminded me of the creator that he is. It reminded me that he created this day that I get to be in. He created this voice that you get to hear. And he created this job for me that I get to do. God bless you on this Wednesday evening. All is well.